Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 27 in the book of 1 Peter. We're going to talk about shepherds today, the good shepherd. I'm going to remind you that we've been in topic of leadership in many of the books of the New Testament, good leadership and good followership uh, that's been in 1 Timothy and Titus and Hebrew, and here we find it in 1 Peter. He's going to bring a new angle on this office of elder, leader, overseer, teacher, and call them shepherds. Listen into this. This is uh, this is why this passage is why you you may call the the person that leads your church a pastor or a shepherd. This is from First Peter chapter five verses one through four. So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So Peter here is exhorting and encouraging and imploring. He's calling them to their to his side. He's saying, join me in being a good shepherd, saying you can do this and we can do this together. You remember that same word is used uh, it, it, as, in, as the word encourage. That's when Jim Redmond, remember the visual definition and definition of encouragement, who was the Olympic father in 1992 when his son was running in the 400-meter race and ruptured his hamstring, and he ran out of the audience and half carried him to the to the finish line in one of the greatest Olympic moments of all all time. That same word about encouraging is what Peter is saying. I exhort the elders among you. So he's saying to the elders, "You're not alone. We have a fellowship that you know have a fellowship there of elders, as well as have a universal fellowship of elders, uh, including Peter." So his charge today is to shepherd the flock. Remember, this is the office that uh, has many different characteristics to it. It's one office. Sometimes they're called leaders. Sometimes they're called elders. Sometimes overseers. Sometimes teachers. And here, the office uh, holders are called shepherds. Now, shepherding has two kind of big components to it. One is guiding. So that's leading and herding and kind of thinking big, if you will. The second is is thinking small, protecting. What do I need to do to feed and tend and care for? What uh, what needs does this particular uh, sheep had, have? So the shepherd has to have sort of this big view of, of leadership and guidance and, and then this small view of how can I take care of this particular sheep. So my my particular shepherd observations are shepherds are often present. In fact, they're kind of like always present there, and they're identified strongly with this number, and he knows the number. No shepherd goes to work in the morning and says, I've got... You know, I don't know. First of all, they never say, I don't, I don't know how many sheep I'm in charge of today. They know the number of sheep and they want to bring those sheep back, you know, at, at the end of the day as well. In this particular passage, shepherding is ennobled by saying, by, by the Lord saying, I am the chief shepherd. Then he elsewhere in scripture, he says, I am the good shepherd. Remember in John 21, after Peter messed up. So this is the same Peter that wrote this book and he messes up and betrays Christ. And he says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? 
says it three times and he says, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, and then tend my sheep. Tending is this is this word for uh, shepherding. You can't talk about uh, shepherding without going to John chapter 10, where Jesus describes himself in 10 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was a hired hand, so now he contrasts a not good shepherd. He was a hired hand and not a good shepherd, does not own the sheep, and he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Then he says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, my own know me. So Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. You're going to have to come through me to get to these sheep. And when there's trouble, what does the what does this this non-shepherd do or not good shepherd? He leaves the sheep, he flees the sheep, and then and then the sheep end up being snatched and scattered. So what happens when there's shepherd difficulties and shepherd maybe shepherd shepherd failures? They result in the snatching and the scattering of the sheep. The sheep are taken away and seized and carried off, kind of torn from their normal place and ravished and scattered and dispersed abroad. So what does the pseudo-shepherd and the real shepherd have in distinction? It's care. One cares for the sheep and the other one uh, doesn't care too much and, and scatters when there's trouble. So the best example that we have is this is Jesus? He knows his own. My own know me. You know, can we say that about our, our pastors? A couple observations about sheep before we go. Number one, sheep are targets. Wolves love them. The shed, you know, they must be really tasty. The shepherd's the only thing that stands between them and trouble. Secondly, trouble comes to sheep. Absent the shepherd, would there be any sheep? You know, would, would they even exist as a species, or would they just get totally destroyed? And then number three is there's nothing better than being under a good shepherd, being fed and tended and protected, known personally and cared for, possessed and owned by somebody who's committed and known known among a number. You know, you're in a, in a flock, in a congregation for your benefit. So how can we finish this without praying and just feeling this the, the burden of this high call? Uh, Lord, help our, help our pastors around us. Help them care. Uh, prepare them for trouble, that they would know their congregation and they would have the guts to stand before trouble and the courage not to flee and lead. And help them to do the positive things of guiding and leading and protecting. We, uh, As we finish, let's honor our pastors, celebrate them, encourage them. Today, our job Somehow go out and be a joy to your pastor, your shepherd. Thanks for listening.